You're listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. Um, we've, been, we've been on this theme and on this track for the last few weeks of, you know, the importance of community and not doing life alone and Lara shared a word with me in the middle of worship that just felt like it fit with the message that I had. So, Lara, I'm going to ask you to actually come up right now and share with me, share with everyone what you shared with me. Okay, good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, so last night I had this very vivid dream. And in my dream, um, I was at an air show. Now, I've been to air shows before, but I've never seen anything like this one. Um, so they had all the planes in the skies and they were making these incredible patterns. And then um, on, it was like on the ground, there was, it was almost like, like a sea, but there were people in the sea um, and they were imitating the patterns that the people were, were um, doing in the air. So, and it, the lighting was like incredible. It was like something I've never seen before. I've never seen an air show like that. And it was absolutely spellbinding. Like I was just like, what? And then um, when they finished, everyone was going up to the people and saying, we've never seen anything like this. This is incredible. And then I, I woke up and I was like, what is, you know, God, what is that about? And then during worship, I just really felt that um, that air show is us, actually. Like we were talking about the plans that God has for us. Um, yeah, he has plans individually for us, but I, I know, I really believe that he has plans for us, all of us, you know, here. And that we are that air show. And um, that he's brought people from, like myself, from South Africa. We've got people from Zambia. We've got people from Fiji. We've got people from all over the world. Um, here in this church, we represent the nations. And, uh, like, each one of us is so important. Like, that is show. If one person was out of place, the pattern would be incomplete. And so I just really want to encourage you guys that we are all in this together. He, is, he has brought us together. And every single one of you is absolutely key and um, fits in perfectly in this church. He's building you in here and we have to each play our part and the people people are going to go, what on earth? We've never seen anything like this. I believe there's going to bring glory to God. I believe that God's wanting to bring revival on this island. That's such a passion in my heart and he's going to do it through us collectively. It's not individually. It's not going to happen if we go out on our own and we do our own little thing. He's doing it together. We're in this together and we're going to display God's glory and he's going to come and this place is going to be changed forever. God is going to do something incredible through us together. That's what I believe the dream was about. Thank you. That is where you got to say amen. amen. I heard a few, but we're just got a big corporate one. The, uh, there, there is just like such a connection with what Lyra just shared and what I was feeling to, to kind of carry on in the theme that we've been in this morning. Um, and yeah, it, you'll, you'll see how it fits as we go. So Father, we thank you for that. And we're thanking you, God, for what you've been doing already this morning. Let's have such an awareness that, like, as the team was leading us, there were people, I'm going to say this, specifically when we started to sing that song, it's going to be wild, it's going to be great, it's going to be full of me, right? Full of God. 
I just had a strong sense there's people here in the room you needed to hear that this morning, and I felt to just affirm that if that was connecting with you. Uh, you've been in a place where you feel like God is pulling you into something, or maybe you lost hope that it's going to be wild and it's going to be great, uh, that there's just this sense like we needed to hear that this morning. I know I was getting touched by it, but I felt like it was for many people in the room. And so if that's resonating with you, I just want to encourage you, take it, receive it, and, and ask the Lord what that step into that thing is, right? There's something specific that he wants to lead you into. All right. I'm going to read a scripture, and then we're going we're gonna to go from there. So we're going to go into Ephesians 4, starting in verse 1. I'm going to skip a little portion and carry on all the way to 16. Are we ready there, Francis? All right. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called, to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Down to verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. A couple weeks ago, Charlotte told us, told you if you were here, you are essential. The body of Christ, the church needs you. Last week, we looked at this passage in Genesis where, where God speaks for the very first time in the whole creation story, it, something was not good. What did he say was not good? It is not good for man to be alone. And there is this thing that we, we, we have built into us, a need for community. And today I want to talk about some of the attributes that make up the healthy community that God wants to create us to be. When we think about that passage we looked at last week, we will get into what we just read, don't worry. But jumping back into that, why was it not good for man to be alone? If you look back, not so far behind, Genesis 1, verse 28, it says that God, after he made human beings, man and woman, he blessed them and he said, be fruitful and multiply. What I want you to see is that God gave humanity an assignment that no individual could complete on their own. 
Adam could not complete the assignment by himself, and Eve could not complete the assignment by herself. Right there in the very first mission, assignment, command of God to people was built into it the need for one another. The principle I want us to catch as we, as we launch into this this morning is that there is a calling and a destiny on your life to make the world a better place, to shine like Jesus, to be a world changer, for revival, for all these things, but you can't do it alone. If you have a dream in your heart for something that you think you can do alone, it's likely not birthed in the heart of God. We actually need dependence. There's an interdependence that he has designed in how he wants to accomplish his purposes. That's why life and community is so important. See, there's, there are missions and dreams in your life that God has placed there that will only be realized in the context of community. But in the same way, there are also things that you're called to step into that if you don't, others miss out. The community needs you. The community needs you to be who you were called to be. The world needs you to be who God made you to be. And there's this, this interdependence that he's built in how his church works and how community works and how the body, as we read from Ephesians, works together. And so today I want to look at, at what does that kind of community look like. And we're going to just pull some pieces out of this passage in Ephesians 4 that we read. And the first thing I want you to see is that the community that we're called to be a part of is marked by difference and diversity. Notice it says that Christ gave to each one a grace. Right after it says there's one spirit, one baptism, all these, one this, one that. And he goes on and he says how everybody's received a different grace. And it describes the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, right? These different gifts that make up the body. There's difference. And it's important. When God looked at Adam and said, it's not good for man to be alone. What kind of relationship did he create for Adam? A relationship with one who is different than him. I said we'd develop this a bit more last week. I said we would this week, so we're going to do it right here, right now. When he says it's not good for man to be alone, he follows it up and says, and God said he's going to make a helper suitable for Adam. And a lot of times we hear that and we think helper, like, and we think just women are this subordinate little servant, yes, sir, you know, like that's, that's not actually what it's saying. There's only two times in Scripture, and it's right there in Genesis 2, where a woman's referred to as this helper. Three times it refers to these armies. We talked about this last week. Armies that come to deliver Israel. Not a weak little, you know, subordinate helper. And 16 times the same word describes God. So we're not talking about little, subordinate, you know, that, that sort of thing. It's actually this help that the man needed. But what's really interesting is this word that in NIV is translated suitable. It actually means like opposite. 
In other words, Eve was like Adam but opposite to Adam. It was something in their difference that complemented one another. And this is a picture of how community's supposed to work. We need difference. We need the differences that exist among us to be a healthy community. And one of the common mistakes that I feel like I often witness is we gravitate toward our peers. We want, we want to be with somebody who's in same stage of life or, or maybe has same interests. And all that's fine and good. There's nothing wrong with relationship with peers. Those are healthy and important. But we need relationship with people who are different than us, who are maybe older, who may be younger, who are maybe walking a different path than we've ever walked. I know I, I heard a report that, uh, that there was, you know, Younger folks at Gary's place strumming the other night, and they had the time of their life. And Gary, where's Gary at? Where's, Gary opens up the door of his house, and all these different ages and different people come together, and there's just encouragement and blessing that flows in that place. Or I don't know how many of you heard, heard Tim last week, but Tim was up here, Tim Van Acker, and he shared some pretty heavy, real, transparent stuff from his life. And I have had the blessing and the opportunity of walking alongside Tim and Jen since they lost their son and be before that. One of the things that has so struck me is that here are these people who are, are walking through a, a path of grief beyond anything that I have personally been hit with in my life. And they, they've walked a very different path than me. And every time I come away from connecting with them, there is a grace that I feel infused into my heart. I walk away feeling so encouraged. We're sitting there, we're talking about super hard stuff, and I'm like, guys, I'm so encouraged right now. And, and it's just this, like, this experience I have because the way they see Jesus in the midst of their pain and their suffering is a tremendous blessing to me. And, and what I want you to catch is that people who are walking a different path, maybe been through things you can't relate with, can still be a source of tremendous grace into your life. You need people who are different than you. The other, the other aspect I want us to see in this passage is where Paul says, one of the things that's going to build the body up is when we learn to speak the truth in love. And, and for, for the record, speaking the truth in love isn't like license to be a jerk, but it's in love, you know. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that, okay? I, I want us to actually back up and, and catch something that he, he says prior. He says in verse 2, be patient, bearing with one another in love. And what there is, is in order to speak the truth in love well, you actually have to learn to first listen well. You have to learn to actually bear with people and, and patiently walk aside, beside them and actually, uh, you know, embody empathy towards them and what they're going through. There's a well-known quote from Theodore Roosevelt, right? Maybe you know it. People don't care how much you know until they know 
how much you care. Can you believe that was from a president of the United States of America? I mean, we could use a few more coats like that these days coming from. Anyways, uh, and not, that, wasn't, that wasn't a dig on the U.S., just in case. You know, just, just so good. I know my American wife is like, better not be. But there's this, there is this call to speak the truth in love, but it has to come from a place of first connecting, actually understanding where people are at, because here's the thing. Speaking the truth in love does not just mean rebuking people in love. It actually starts with understanding what they need to hear. So I would say that speaking the truth in love is actually this really healthy blend of affirmation and correction. Aren't kids cute? You just, I'm trying to preach, and a little cute kid walks by, and I just see the whole, almost the whole room like, shh. All right. We're back here. <laughs> Thank you. Affirmation. You knew what I needed to hear right there. So, because we have this, this, this common idea out there today, and I believe it's a mistake. And it's this idea, just surround yourself with people who will affirm you. Surround yourself with people who will just pat you on the back wherever you're at and say, you're perfect just the way you are. That's not, it's not a biblical idea. Now, it's not, it's not that we just need people who smack us upside the head either. We need a good mixture of them. And we have to actually learn to discern where people are at. But, but because it seems important for our current moment in which we find ourselves and our tendency to want to just be pat on the back, I thought I'd read a couple Proverbs. Proverbs 15.32. Those who disregard discipline despise themselves. But the one who heeds correction gains understanding. And this one puts it really simple and plain. Proverbs 12.1. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. <laughs> it's just so, I love the Bible sometimes. It's just so, there you go, you know. And, and, and like, The, the, the skill, though, is to learn to understand what's needed in the moment. And the beautiful thing that Jesus actually teaches us and that we learn from the gospel is that he's able to actually see our worth and see our faults at the same time. This quote, I've said it many times, I'm going to say it again. It's a Tim Keller quote. The gospel says you are more flawed and sinful than you ever dared to believe and that you are more loved and accepted than you ever dared to hope. It tells you those things at the same time. Speaking the truth in love is, is, is understanding again what's needed in that person's life in the moment. Being a good member of community is, is, a, is a growing up process of maturing into understanding that. And I tell you what, I'm grateful for 
friends who understand what I need to hear in moments. This would be a moment where I would give a shout out to Michael Edwardson in the front row. He, he's been a person in my life who, who he'll sit there and he'll listen and I will bring my stuff that I'm carrying and pour out my soul and, and, and he'll then, he just knows what I need to hear. Sometimes it's, like, sometimes it's like, no, that's not true. You're great. You're this. You're that, you know. And other times it's like, just quit it. Just, just, just get over it, like move on. And, and it's this, this gift. It's a gift to have people in your life who understand when you're needing some affirmation and when you're needing some correction. It's both. They pat you on the back and they smack you upside the head. This last aspect that I really want us to catch about healthy community is it's marked by active service. This is that last verse that we read at the beginning of our time here. It says, from him, Jesus, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So how does, how does the body get built up and grow into maturity? As each part does its work. See, the world we live in, guys, is in desperate need of a, of a full expression of Jesus. And like, think just Victoria. Victoria needs a profound expression of Jesus displayed to it. And that only actually happens, we only come into the fullness of Jesus manifesting in our city when each part does its work. That is, that, is a, that is a truth that we need to understand right here in the house as the family. That, that there, there's actually a reality that you will not grow into who you're called to be apart from stepping into serving others. You notice it doesn't say... Um, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as we listen to good sermons. Or as we, you know, whatever else, right? There, there's this actual involvement that's required. Uh, picking up and finding a need and, 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 and pouring yourself into it. Sometimes I really believe that actually just seeing a need, when you're aware of a need, that might be the way that God speaks to you and calls you. I'm not, I'm not, you know, encouraging us to be running around like chickens with their heads cut off, trying to fill every hole and every need. But it is a thing of like, God, what are you highlighting to me? And that's in the house. But there's also out in our city. What are the things that you see as need in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your school, wherever you're found? And might there actually be a community that could gather around that mission, around that purpose? But we're only going to manifest Jesus more fully as each part does its work. Healthy community is not one in which a few people do the majority of work. 
Healthy community is where a few people help make meals three times a year. You know, or, 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 or a whole group of us embrace the kids here at the church, right, and pour into them. But this active service is key, not just to the functioning of this organization, this thing we call church. It's key to your growth and your development as a follower of Jesus. Do you want to grow? Do you want to mature? You take responsibility. You engage. The body suffers when, when, when one part is not actually doing its part. When a valve in your heart isn't functioning properly, guess what? The whole body suffers. When, 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 you're, when one hip is out of alignment, guess what? The whole body walks funny, right? Like the, there, there's just this reality that when one part is not doing its part, the whole suffers. But the opposite is true, that when, when each part is doing its part, the whole body benefits. There's a work that each one of us is called to do that only we can do in the way that we've been called to do it. It's just the reality. But what my hope is, is that, 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 that knowing that doesn't stir up just like a bunch of guilt-driven service, but that we would actually be a people who listen and say, Lord, what are you saying? And I just hear that song we were singing. It's going to be wild. It's going to be great. It's going to be full of God. What that thing is that he's calling you into. But one of the things that I know can get in our way, and I feel like this is, I'm going to say it because I feel like this is a real like island thing. But one of the things that really gets in our way we make an idol out of flexibility. We, 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 we love to have our options open. And so there may be things that God is like putting inside of your heart or a sense of nudge or a sense of calling. But we kind of sit back, oh, I don't know, that mean I can't, you know, I can't do this, I can't do, you know. And, and in reality, it's this flexibility thing can really get in our way be an obstacle. Again, hear me. I'm not, I'm not like calling for, for people to just run around and burn out trying to do everything. But I'm just aware I've lived here long enough to know that it, the way it affects me, wanting to keep the options open, you know? And it's a failure then to commit but what, what do we need in order to overcome the obstacles? We don't need guilt. I think I heard it over here quietly. We need, the Sunday school answer, guys, is simple. We need Jesus. <laughs> All these things. When you read back to that passage again and again, it's in Christ, it's from Christ, it's through him. It's to look like him. 
And, and what does it say Jesus did? Jesus set his face, it says like Flint, to go to Jerusalem, to do the thing that he was sent to do. To, he set his face to die. He says really plainly and simply on the front entrance into the kingdom, anyone who would come after me must what? Pick up their cross and follow me. The invitation to follow Jesus into the work of revival and making the world a better place and seeing the body of Christ mature into its fullness is no small call. It is a high call, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be wild. It's going to be great, and it's going to be full of him. He's the prize, and there's something of a knowing him that we actually only get when we respond to him in obedience and do our part and do our work. And the sense I had this morning was that God's just wanting to bring some alignment. He's wanting to heal some ligaments, so to speak, like in the, the passage we read. Make connections that need to happen. So my, my encouragement to you this morning, what I want to invite you to do, is I want to invite you to really ask the Lord, what are you, what are you speaking to me? What are you calling me to do? Maybe, maybe you're just needing, he's going to give you an affirmation of what you're already in. It might not be, you know, course correction for everybody. But it might be something new. It might be as, as you know, large as I want you to go to this place and sit with these people and start this ministry sort of thing. Or it might be as simple as, hey, you see that person over there in the third row with, this, you know, like invite them for coffee. I don't know what he's going to speak to you. But I want to ask you guys to actually listen. Lord, what are, you, what are you saying? What are you speaking? What are you doing? What are you calling me to today? And then before you leave today, I want us to make this really practical. I want you to, to, to make sure you don't leave today without giving something to somebody. I was blessed that through our time of worship, uh, what these guys were leading us in singing was speaking to me. And then I had three different people come up to me during worship with like, hey, I got this word. And, and, uh, and I was just getting, I was a big sponge and magnet for blessing today. It was wonderful. And, 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 and I want that for everybody. And so what he may speak to, you know, maybe he's going to give you a word for somebody. Maybe he's going to give you an invitation for someone. Maybe he's going to say, hey, sign up for that thing that was mentioned during announcements. Maybe it's a prayer for somebody. Maybe it's money. Maybe you're supposed to give somebody money, or if you don't have that old school cash stuff in your pocket, it might be like a little IOU note. Or you get their email and you e-transfer them or whatever. But, but I want us to like really make pra practical and say, let's not leave here today without giving something to somebody. Can we do that? Can we, can we connect joint to joint, ligament to ligament, and everyone supply, you know, according to what we read in the scripture? To be a blessing, to meet needs.
Thank you, Michael. I got one yes in the room. Yeah, see? He knows what I need to hear. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak this out. It's what I feel like I have to give today. I felt like the Lord was going to physically heal joints. And particularly, I felt a right shoulder. Hey. Yeah, I love it when you share word and somebody flies their hand up. It was even your, it was even your right hand, Christine. Wow. Come on. Isn't that fun? She was asking the Lord this morning if he would heal it. And I was praying in here this morning before y'all got here. I'm like, Lord, what do you want to do today? And I felt like heal joints, and I felt this little sensation in my right shoulder. Is anybody else with a right shoulder in the room that needs healing? Charlotte, Rory, Jim, Sharon. Wow, Dale. Wow. I don't know. None of the CrossFit members lifted their <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, if you want your right shoulder healed, as we close the service, I'll just wait over here, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pray for it. Actually, you know what? Let's do it different. Stand up right now. Let's do it right now. If you put your hand up, right shoulders right now, right shoulders. Right shoulders. All right. If you are near a person standing for prayer, may you please, if, if you're inspired to, ask them if you can lay hands on them and do so. All right. And now, church, you've been given what you need in the name of Jesus. And I think, uh, I think you guys know enough how to go after this. So I just want to invite you right now, just pray healing for these people who stood. So Lord, I just want to add my voice to what's already being prayed, and we speak healing to these shoulders, Lord. We thank you for uh, the, the beautiful thing that you're doing right now. And we take authority over all restraint of mobility, all pain in Jesus' name. And I command right now a, a loosening and a mobility to these bodies in Jesus' name. I want you to, if, you're, if you stood for prayer, I want you to move it. I want you to test it. And then I want you to Wave your hand afterwards, side to side, so it's obvious if you're feeling improvement. Okay, so this is, this is, I'm feeling improvement. Okay. Anybody, anybody who received prayer right now, you feeling improvement in your shoulder? Jim and Sharon, thank you, Jesus. Okay. We will we will we will continue to pray. I want to I want us to let you guys let you guys go. I want to let you give gifts whatever that looks like. So let's just take 30 more seconds.
before we're done, and we're just gonna we're just gonna sit, and we're gonna ask the Lord, what do you have for me to give today? And then then we'll carry on. Okay. So go ahead, Lord. What do you have for me to give today? Ask the question, and we're just gonna sit for a second here. Now, we believe that the Lord speaks to us. I don't know where each person in the room is at. You may, you know, you may be like, I'm not sure. Was that the Lord? Was that not? If you had a sense of any sort of inclination to, to just even say hi, introduce yourself, whatever it may be, I want to encourage you, respond to that this morning. Walk it out. Walk it through. Okay? Kyle, you got anything? No? Okay. Um, why, don't, why don't we stand? I want to pray blessing, and then I'm going to let you guys go and give some gifts. Father, we thank you for planting us in this community. Father, we thank you for what you are building and for what you are doing in this day and this hour. We thank you for the word about you moving on this island as each part does its share. Father, we thank you for words of knowledge and for healing. We just thank you for what you're doing. And Lord, we ask that you would continue to just speak your dreams, your mission, your ideas into our hearts. That we would see a beautiful expression of Jesus manifest in the city of Victoria through your church. Amen. Have at her, guys. Give some gifts and have a wonderful day. And pick up your children. That is a gift to volunteers. Thank you for listening to the LifeTree Church Sermon of the Week. At LifeTree, we are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about LifeTree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.